Welcome to this episode 184. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey! <laughs> and this is Bobby coming from you uh, in our new preseason. We're de- really in deep in our preseason right now, guys. Well, first game deep. I don't know. Third game deep. Yeah, third game deep. Well, official preseason is one, right? Like the official. Well, the one that is open to the public and yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this feels re- very preseason because we're recording this during the day uh, on a holiday. Yeah, happy the President's sun is Day, out. you guys. The <laughs> sun is out. We don't know what's going on right now. But uh, we figured, you know, we, we got some free time. So let's, let's talk about Galaxy. We're coming off of the Megapod. Uh, this that was our, our last episode officially. So thank you for, for uh, first of five and and the Nag Boys for hosting that. Um, but here we are. Here we are for our regular show, not at a regular scheduled time. <laughs> well, for them it doesn't matter. I mean, we're just recording that's not true, on a regular true. scheduled time. That's but. true. Well, what if we have this out tonight? So by Monday evening they'll have it. Like, whoa, what's going on? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, but I mean, anybody can listen at any time. They could be listening to it in their bathroom if if all we know, you know. Sure, I do. If anybody has speakers in their bathroom, you're dope. (laughs) I I I bring my uh, my earpods in there. (laughs) They're not that waterproof, are they? Yeah. Don't drop them. Don't drop them. It's (laughs) over, dude. (laughs) It's over. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, uh, don't. I want to know if if anybody had those little, the. Have you seen the Bluetooth shower heads uh, that lights up? Have you guys seen those? Like it's a speaker. No. Oh, the shower a, heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I have shower seen head. It's a speaker, cool. and it like lights up and stuff. So if, if anybody listens to our show using one of those, hit us up. Send us a DM. <laughs> that would just extend my shower time. Like I'm from the waist I'm up. A, from the waist I'm up. A, I'm a guy that goes in and out. But that would like I would be like do 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 listening to everything for a long ass time. That would waste a lot of water. Uh, that'll take us. That'll take people like seventeen showers to get through one episode. <laughs> oh, for our episode, yeah, yeah. You, you'd, yeah, you'd be out looking like a prune. You you probably have to listen to a <laughs> a short week of balls and beers in order you're, to get that. You'll literally age because you look like a viejito when you're done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what what the what the hell are we talking about, you guys? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, the sun's still out. We're a little off. It's not like any of our <laughs> other shows are more cohesive. This is true. <laughs> Uh, good point good point so so where should we get started guys we we had the we we went to the preseason event and uh the open training which we talked about in the megapod yep. uh we went i attended the um preseason game against toronto is that who we played against i don't even yeah, remember it was toronto. you were there so not memorable <laughs> i don't remember who we played against we played wow. against toronto you sound like uh, me <laughs> what was that again <laughs> It was good. It was good seeing everybody though. Like we were there, people were coming over because the kids had the lemonade stand going again. Um, <clears throat> but it, it was good seeing everybody. Uh, Thomas, one of our our Twitter followers, came over and he was like, "Man, this is like a family reunion because you know you see everybody you haven't seen for a while. Hey, everybody's happy. Totally. It's, good, it's good being being with everybody, being together. And and as, as you know, we've we've talked about this many times. Galaxy Twitter, Galaxy family, we're the best." Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we definitely have we definitely have something in Los Angeles that almost no other sport team has. You know, where where we have that very close knit culture of fans and supporters, and and everybody kind of knows each other. It's 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 really and and you know also some players know some of them and us. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, that's it's, true. It's pretty big. Like that, you don't you you can't go to the Dodger Stadium and expect that. You can't go to the Lakers Stadium and expect that. 
I don't know yeah. how it is over there in, in uh, the stank, but all I'm saying is this is something that's very um, special unique. for us. You know? Unique, special. I agree. Unique, it's yes. It's a good time. But it, it, it was nice seeing everybody for sure. Uh, and I'll be there again this weekend with the uh, – and I'm going to be in the uh, Victoria block. Uh, officially, my seats are in the Victoria block for the preseason game coming up on Saturday. We play either Chicago or Colorado. I don't know. I, I honestly, this I don't Saturday? <laughs> yeah, this coming Saturday. Let me know if you have an extra ticket. I might want to go. I do. Okay. I do, as a matter of fact. Well, then that's mine. Sorry, Louis. No, you're good. I, I actually have plans on Saturday, so I, I wasn't. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. Well, you were at Disneyland last Saturday, so love you. This is true. Yeah, a whole fucking 10-hour day for one damn ride. Yeah. Hey, it was well, cool. Was that, the, chill. Was, that, was that the best ride ever? No, but it was dope <laughs> because I didn't pay attention to anything. I didn't see no commercials. I didn't see no web post or how the the Rise of the Resistance yeah. was supposed to be. So when I actually went in it and I walked into like the room full of stormtroopers, like 70 of them, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I, it, it was it was it was it was cool. It was cool. We got we got in. We weren't supposed to get in because my brother only got one ticket because he doesn't read the fine print. But it's all right. Our our uh, our former in stadium host German Saturn, he he went on opening day of the Rise of Resistance, and Jeez, so that's like if you follow him on Instagram, <laughs> he's he was posting at like four a.m. Like all right, we're getting ready to go. And like, did it break? Did he, it break down he, when he was waiting? Dude, he waited. I think he said like 16 hours yeah. total. That makes sense. To get from the moment he got there to the point where he got off the ride, there was a 16-hour chunk Jer- of time journey, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but but when when uh, when when he was going through it, like the lead up to it, him and his friends were like, you know, when they got to that that desolate hour, they were like, oh, I don't know if this is worth it. Like this, like this is not gonna, this is not gonna be worth it. And yeah. then they got on, and like they were all speechless after, like, oh my god, that was so awesome. So, <laughs> it was yeah, cool. I, I, I mean, definitely can't wait to get on if, it. If if it wasn't for my nephew, I would have waited till like probably next year. Yeah, but you know, but he was he, it, it yeah. was a big deal for him. And my nephew, he's seven, and he's all into Star Wars. Mind you, when I say Star Wars, the original trilogy. He's super sure. into the original trilogy, and he's seven years old. He doesn't really care about the new stuff. Um, he, he was, he, he's like a super trivia guy. Cause all he does is spend his time watching YouTube videos about like star Wars Easter eggs. So he's mm-hmm. constantly like testing me and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I knew this stuff. <laughs> you're, the, no, you're the worst one to get on that on, yeah, on stuff like that. You're the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. I would not, I would not pick you to go to trivia night. For Star Wars, you would, no, you would no. think so. You would think so because Bobby's like, no. well, he's a filmmaker. He's a big fan of all these cinematographers and 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 all this stuff. But well, then yeah, come over, I could do that. Come over, but, it's like, but if you're, you know, but if you're giving me the... Star Wars trivia of like <laughs> who was the wonk, the the womp rat in episode blah blah blah, like I'll be like, fuck, I don't know. That <laughs> was hey, for Dana the record, Tom there Fire. was no there was no womp rat in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> but if you tell me like, oh, who wrote the script here or who shot this, then I'll know that. But my nephew's not talking to me about that. He's talking about Star Wars lore. And that's stuff I don't really, I'm not oh, super, okay. super educated on. Well, I'm educated. I just don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't store it. Anyways, galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the yeah. galaxy. Yeah, talking about Star Wars, yes. Yeah, it's no point. 
long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so, well, let's, let's get started. So, Chicharito makes his debut. Uh, he yeah. was unofficial preseason debut. Uh, uh, he looked really tiny out there. Uh, granted, he's he's, he's running around next to Omar Gonzalez, who's yeah. huge. But I I I was actually taken aback at how small he looked out, out on the field running around. I'm like, oh damn. No, uh, maybe it's because really, I'm used to Zlatan. He's not shorter than us, but he's a thin guy. You know, but he's smaller. Like he's he's a, he's one of the smaller ones on the field. Yeah. He looked very small. Lewis, I don't know if that came across on TV. Um, a little bit, but I probably not to the extent that you're talking about. Uh, I, 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 he's always been a small guy. It wasn't like he was like this big. Uh, no, Lewis, he shrank last year. Oh, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you know he starts he aging and he starts shrinking. But he, he's never been Three, that after he that lost that guy. European fantasy. He shrank like two inches. <laughs> <laughs> This is what retirement looks like. <laughs> you start <treating>. exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true, especially for Latinos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all in all, what, I mean, what did you guys think? Uh, we'll begin there. What did you guys think of his debut? Well, the backline was a little surprising to me. Um, we only I was, had. I, I was talking about Chicharito. You're talking about specifically about Chicharito. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what he was specifically, these were the words that came out of his mouth. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Sorry. Specifically for him, now I we know that what David really wants to talk about. I, I do. This is all I've been wanting to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, um, I thought that I thought that he had good movement. Like there was some moments where I I saw him make a couple of runs, where I was like, "Damn, dude, we haven't had that in a really long time." Uh, but you know, with that said, he didn't score, uh, and he had the oppor- He had a good opportunity to score. I think he probably had two good opportunities. Keeper got a hand to to one of them, and I think the other one uh, maybe he missed or or. Now uh, I didn't. I think he would have got. I'm sorry, oh, go, ahead, go. Go. go 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 go. Okay, I didn't watch the game, but do you, David? Do you believe that the level of play was diminished because of the team, like didn't support him, or he just didn't do? He didn't. He wasn't so showcasey in general on his own. I thought. I thought that he is still getting used to the team the way that. We want to play and 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 his teammates because there were definitely some moments of miscommunication where like uh, you could see where he wanted to go one way and uh, his teammate didn't really read where he wanted to go or and vice versa like he would take the ball there was moments there was good moments there was one moment where he stripped the Toronto defender um, turned and then tried to do a one two with. Pavon or Joe Corona, and uh, they just mis- there was a miscommunication in the final pass. But I, I mean, you know, like I said, he was mobile. He was he was kind of um, his movements were really good in terms of like where he was looking to get the uh, path. I did I did see one particular play, and I think it was the play that the keeper blocked his shot, where the defender had him covered. So he pulled back a little bit and he ran across him and ran across the defender and actually surprised the defender to see him like pop up where he did. So that's good. As soon as the teammates start kind of like understanding the the movements that he wants to do, uh, I think it's going to be a, 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 you know, things are going to click. It'll be good. It'll be good when that stuff starts clicking. Again, we're missing Jonathan Dos Santos. So you had a, a little bit of a uh, some passing missing. Uh, some connective tissue between the defense and the and the midfield and the offense. Um, a lot of that went through Pavon. We had the red card from with Katai, which was unfortunate because um, I thought that him and Katai would have been would have started com- combining really well too. But 
overall, I think it was a good debut for him. Um, I was surprised to see him with the captain's armband, but when I saw him out there on the field getting after his teammates, telling him, like, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that, and it wasn't like um, – it wasn't in the way that Zlatan was yelling at them, like "What's no, wrong with you?" It was, yeah, it was yeah. more like, it was more like positivity and encouragement of like, "Hey, that's good," but "Hey, do this or do that." Yeah, no, or, hey, like, get after this. It was, it was good. Like it was a, good to see seems, him do that. He seems like a very, um, I don't want to use the word vocal, even though that is like a vocal player on the field, but he's like more like, uh, what am I trying to say? He's, he's just very open in communication yeah. on the field. You know what I mean? That's what I see from him. Like he's like other other than other players that are just complains or shut down and look down and get upset on their own. You know, like he'll he'll be he'll be he'll communicate. He'll continue to communicate as long as he's on the field. That's what I see from him. So all in all, it looks it sounds like you were happy with the overall performance of the team, or at least you're looking at it in a positive in a positive way. Uh, I'm finding the positive things from the team. I think I, I think I'm finding the positivity. Is, is is are you trying to are you trying to get me to say that I was happy with the overall team performance? Because the the initial question was what did I think about how Chicharito did, and so I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to Fair find enough. positive things for that. Um, <clears throat> but if we're talking, are we ready to talk overall, or do you want no, to give your thoughts on Chicharito first? I will give. I, I I kind of felt the same way. I thought he has some really good movement off the ball. I know that there were some times that you're gonna you're gonna. Obviously, there were times in the game where the preseason stuff was gonna come out, like you said, just stuff that wasn't connecting, wasn't there yet. It's his officially. I use those in quotations. Officially, his first game uh, playing with the team. Uh, apparently, we're gonna go with the conspiracy that he was there during Vancouver, but you know, whatever. Uh, no one can confirm that, but I'm pretty sure we all assume that he was playing in that game, but and probably scored two goals. But <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the, all that chemistry it, it's gonna come with time. You're not gonna see that right off the bat. Um, yes, he should have had two goals, and I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't preseason i'd probably be on his case that's a whole because, different thing yeah no, yeah because he because he was brought in to score those goals and I, I know he took an outside shot uh during the game which was uh i mean not very surprising but uh when you think of him you're, you're gonna think of shots inside the box or you know tap-ins or just someone that's giving him the ball um but he decided to take a shot uh, on his own outside the box, and it was uh, uh, deflected out of bounds. But there was a time where he was all alone with the keeper, and he misses. And if this was the regular season, I had asked uh, during the Megapod, you know, how much blame can you put on Chicharito if he's not scoring goals? Because if he's not scoring goals, you might have to look at Pavon and Katai for not giving him the service. Well, if, he, if he's missing shots like that, that's what you blame him because that's what he was brought in for. And we always said, like, look, Zlatan was able to score those spectacular goals and create something out of nothing. But the ones that you thought, hey, that should be going in, you know, weren't going in as often as they should have. And we're saying, oh, Chicharito's the ones that are going to, you know, score those goals and you know, missed two already. I get it. It's preseason. You haven't played a competitive match in a while. 
You're getting used to your teammates. You got to get you know back into form. I totally understand that. But come the regular season, you better be scoring nine out of those ten. Those sure. ten chances. Sure, those are, those are opportunities yeah, I, that you can't yeah. you can't not bucket. You know, like yeah, I'm watching it, and and maybe it was the fact that for me the first half was extraordinarily frustrating to watch, and we'll get into that soon. And so maybe once he was missing those goals, I was already kind of like on. Argh! So it just kind of made me be like, bro, you can't be missing that. You can't be missing that. You have to bury that. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. But uh, all in all, I was still kind of encouraged about the way he played. Uh, surprised, but yet not surprised that he had the captain's arm, man. Uh, but well, all in all, I think it's, uh, you know, thumbs up for his uh, for his debut. Officially. Yeah. As for the as for the entire team, I did a poll on Instagram and um they, I asked, uh, did the, the who who thought the Galaxy played well and who and what percentage needed improvement? And forty-seven uh, percent said they played well, and fifty-three percent said needs improvement. I thought that was a, quite a close vote. I thought it was going to be a lot more wider. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just because we're going to talk no, no, about no. the team, so I'm leading into the team with what the people what people right. no, think no, no, online. I'm sorry. Uh, I Are you guys okay? Picking up. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I was expecting David to chime in there, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I kind of well, have to agree he, with that. He spoke the whole thing about Chicharito. Why would he have to chime in again uh, about Chicharito? I'm yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my bad. Then my bad. See, see, this Ding is what happens when we record during the day. It's just, we're, we're totally off. Totally off. <laughs> so we're moving about the play. How the team plays now? What do you guys think uh, about that, David? You uh, were there. Oh. You want me? You want me to go? Okay. I'll go. No, I already said it. we're starting it. <laughs> let's let's talk about the defense because like I said the defense that came out was surprising um I also think that it was it was a lot of like time to prove time to prove yourself kind of a defensive lineup you had Araujo uh Depoy People Gonzalez and uh Danilo Acosta starting in the defense none of these guys I think are starting caliber Guys, maybe Araujo, you can make the case. <laughs> Definitely not people. So you look at, you know, you got to wonder what where, what's up with Daniel Saris. Um, I, I believe there was a little bit of a knock or he might have been unavailable for that game. Um, Rolf Felcher apparently is in Italy getting his passport or uh, sorry, not his passport, uh, figuring out some uh, P1 visa issues. Um, and again, my my I'm screaming internally going, why doesn't Rolf have a green card at this point? He's been here for a while. Um, but and, and then again, you wonder, like why he's Swiss and Venezuela, Venezuelan. Why is he in Italy trying to get his his uh, visa issues figured out? My only my only reasoning is that he's there like maybe his his parents were part of the Swiss guard at the Vatican and so maybe that's where he has to, why he has, <laughs> he has to be there you know like that's the only that's the only thing that I can think of a why um he might be in Italy trying to sort out his uh his thing and then again maybe I just don't know maybe maybe I'm just ignorant to the fact that you can you know do this sort of thing anywhere in Europe uh but you know, with that said, Rolf's not there. I don't. I actually don't know if it would have been better had Rolf been there. I actually think that Araujo uh, was fine. Um, the big revelation, of course, was Depoy. 
I think everybody was over the moon over over what we saw from him. And I, I just want to put my little disclaimer. It's preseason. It's one game. Uh, remember how much everybody loved Nathan Smith after after one game? So we'll see. Uh, I think that he showed enough promise to earn another look in another preseason game. But I don't think that he's ready to just display somebody in the starting lineup. Um, people can always Wolf. Oh, my gosh. That guy. <laughs> that guy has shown us. Here's the thing. And Bobby said this last season. And Bobby said he's over it. Like, he's not even getting a second chance. He's he's done with him. Move on from him. And I think he's right. I think Gonzalez has shown oh. us exactly what he's going to give us. Mm-hmm. I was so mad that we saw him back on the lineup. I was like, are you serious? But yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's still under contract. So he has yeah. to be there. Lord We're now. short. Long, We're short on out. center backs, and um, yeah, I mean, like he he has to be in there, but yeah, I don't see an improvement. I don't see the guy who has played in the World Cup. I don't see the guy who was playing lights out in Columbus. I don't see the guy who was even playing uh, in Serie A. I this guy has dipped in form, or the league has, I don't know, just evolved to the point where he cannot adapt to it, and I. I think he's shown us everything that he's going to offer the Galaxy, or at least while he's in a Galaxy uniform. I, I don't see any it's frust- upside, it's even frustra- if it's just one game. I, I Yeah, no, yeah. but I mean, but it's frustrating to not even see any improvements like David said. He's been here for a while now, or you said, Lewis. He's been here for a while now, so it's like it's nothing new. This this Yeah, it's a preseason, but he still should be playing better, you know? I. I think what what it is, the difference between Depoy and Gonzalez are obviously the expectations. Uh, For all the the experience that Gonzalez has, as I said, with with the World Cup and who's played in MLS before, who played in Italy, who is known for, you know, defense and did fairly well out there. You would think that coming back to MLS, he would have shown a lot more than he has been showing. That's not the case. Then you have Depoy, who was recently just promoted from Galaxy 2, so you don't expect much from him, and yet he outshines over this veteran, and that's why everybody is over the moon uh, about him, because the expectations were very, very low, and with Gonzalez, at least when he was signed, the expectations were very, very high, so that's kind of where that's going. You're paying close to 800, I think. It's like between seven and 800,000 for Gonzalez, you would hope that he would show more. So obviously, we're getting on his case for not showing us uh, why we're paying that much for him. It's the same thing with Shelvick. If Shelvick was getting 300k, okay, whatever. He's 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 a whatever defender. He's not the worst defender we've ever had, but he's whatever. But because he was getting paid a million dollars and he was the most expensive defender in the league, you would think that this guy would have been MVP or Defender of the Year for MLS. And that wasn't the case. So that's why we got on Shelvick's case for that. So this is uh, this is why we have the reactions that we have toward these two players at this point. And David's right. It is one game. Uh, I would like to see him get more minutes. But let's be honest. If that trend continues, uh, people are going to ask for Depoy to be in that starting lineup over Gonzalez much sooner than later. Here, here. For sure. For sure. <clears throat> here, here. Um, let's talk about the midfield. Um, but, hold on. But before oh, you get to the ahead. midfield, uh, as far as the defense, so you mentioned Rolf Felcher, uh, being in LA, which is why Araujo got the start. Uh, and 
I'm of the opinion that Araujo probably should be opening day starter. I don't think that's going to happen. I still think it's going to be Felcher, but I will say that Araujo is going to wrestle that spot away from him uh, again sooner rather than later. Uh, I don't know what happened to Steris. I'm not sure if, he, if he's injured, uh, if he was out for precautionary reasons, but you would think that someone who you would expect to be a starter would have had um, minutes in this game. We didn't see him, so I got to assume it's an injury and Acosta was in there because Ensua is injured and they're taking him out um, as a precaution. And then Acosta ends up getting taken off the field, getting injured. We don't know what the extent of that is, but it didn't look good initially as he went down with no contact. Never a good sign when you go down, no contact. No. Uh, he stayed in for another, I don't know how long, maybe another 10 minutes before he finally re-aggravated it or finally felt that he couldn't go on. And that's it. Because if Insua is injured and he's the only one, I, I think Insua is supposed to be back for this game coming up against Chicago. I'm not entirely sure. But we better hope that he gets in there fast because if Insu is still injured and Acosta's out for I don't know how long, you have nobody left. Well, you've and got you, you you've got Didi Traore, yeah, who was apparently supposed to be um, shipped down to Galaxy Two to make way for an international roster to open up. Right? Do we so, need an international roster spot yet? More, I, on that in, more than that in a few minutes. Yes. <laughs> um, l- let's talk about the midfield. Um, you had Corona Legette. Pavon, uh, playing in the playing in the midfield and question. Um, what did you guys think about one? Uh, I'm shocked that Sasha Question went the full game. I oh no, no, he he came out in the last few minutes, I think, but almost went the full ninety. Um, Pavon scored a wonderful, wonderful goal. Probably if if this was an MLS regular season goal, I think this would be up for goal of the year. So I have to ask you guys. Don't ask. Was it a good last? You don't have to ask, bro. You don't have to ask. <laughs> like this is like I'm of the opinion if you have to ask, uh, probably should be a good last. You just know. But that's not the. Hey, then hey, you, hey, but then you erase the whole the game, golazo Lewis. or no golazo, Lewis. Shut the fuck. This up. was this was a no brainer. <laughs> this was an absolute no brainer. He had absolutely no business taking that shot, let alone <laughs> making the shot. Absolutely. Uh, 100% I did a, I did a double take because I was like, wait, where did he start from? He started from behind the midfield line. He it was went behind through the like, midfield what, three line? or four defenders. He started from, from behind the midfield line. He went through three or four defenders, shook yeah. off shook off some guys. And again, like I was I was watching. Uh, if you guys listened to Megapod last week, somebody brought up the fact that Pavon is easily bodied off the ball. So I was watching him specifically for that. And I'm watching the little bumps and stuff he's make. He's making. I didn't see that in this game. He withstood quite a bit. And there were some big guys on the Toronto uh, team. <clears throat> he went through three or four defenders. And then he took a shot from further out than you think. And he still managed to get that ball up over the keeper and down into no, that, the goal. That, it was that, whole, that whole thing, that whole goal looked. It looked like a messy thing, a messy play and goal. That's what it looked like. Yeah. It looked amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and keep in mind that he's going full momentum right, all the way to his right, and shoots the ball left. 
I mean, that, that's obviously it looked easy. It certainly wasn't. Uh, it was the, the funny thing is, is the leading up to that goal. And I guess I'll get started on my thoughts of the first half, because for me, I was extraordinarily frustrated with a team in the first half. They were completely outplayed. They were outpossessed. They could not keep possession of the ball. They couldn't even find the ball. Toronto was just passing circles around them, getting up from the defense all the way up to the, uh, the, the galaxy penalty area. in just a matter of a few passes, it was extremely frustrating to watch. And, Leading up to that point, I thought Pavon was doing a little too much. He was doing what I thought Allison Drini did a lot of the time, where he took it upon himself to do things when he there was probably a better decision to be made, either to pass the ball um, instead of just keeping the ball and try to make something out of nothing. And I, and I saw that in Pavon very early on in, in the first half. So in the buildup to the goal, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, dude, give the ball up. Like you've been giving the ball away. You, you've been stripped of it, or you've been doing the, you, you've been doing an ill-advised pass towards either too early, too late, or the. Oh my god, what did he do? <laughs> like, like I seriously was kind of frustrated in watching him like dribble up, and I'm like, dude, come on, give the ball up, give the ball up, give the ball up, and he takes a shot. I'm like, are you serious? Like, oh my god. Sure, so, but I, but yeah, I believe he was like, Lewis, I, shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I believe I believe it was Lewis of LA as our house who said on the Megapod, this is Pavon's team. It is. Everything's going to go through him. It and is. so to me, this is him taking that full on. But did taking he on to, that mantle. But did he have to do it? Like, I, mean, I, I get it if it's crunch time. If, if you're looking for... It's, also, it's preseason. Like, you go, you, you, you're, kinda, you're trying to set the tone of, of the game and you're trying to set the tone of, of yeah, you know, I mean, basically, on, basically on the, the caption team. of all of this is it's preseason still, but this yeah, is what yeah, we want to see still. Like, but we still want, I mean, if he can, if he can muster that up, yeah, please bring it on, you know, all season, <laughs> um, please do that because then, I mean, just wow all the way, you know, and it'll be amazing and fun. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be, a, it's going to be a great season. I hope he does. I, I just don't want him to, to. To, to use all, all, all of his golazos in preseason. Just, just hold it. <laughs> <laughs> all of his juice. All his of juice. his juice, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, you get one. No, no, preseason, preseason counts. Um, oh, I know, sucks. Uh, okay, so since we talked about Pavon, there was something that came out uh, a couple days ago, a uh, little detail in Pavon's contract. Everyone knows that Pavon is a DP guy and he's on loan. He is not officially a player, a Galaxy player. He's still owned by, uh, or his rights are still owned by Boca Juniors. But everybody was under the impression that Pavon was there until the end of the regular season. And and then the option uh, to purchase him outright uh, would then be up in around, I'm assuming, December, November, you know, whenever the Galaxy season finished. Well, it turns out that that's not the case. The Galaxy have till July 1st to decide whether they want to keep Pavon or not. Now, the reports said the option to buy him out was $20 million. However, Kevin Baxter talked to Teclosa about that figure, and Teclosa came out and said, no, that's not the figure. It's actually significantly less. There was no specific figure that was said, and we don't know what significant is. It could be a couple million. It could be 10 million. Who knows? So conservatively, I'm looking at the buyout somewhere between 10 and $15 million. Now, July 1st is right smack in the middle of 
the MLS regular season. They're going to have to make a decision whether or not Pavon stays with the team or not by that deadline. Guys, what do you think of this? I think this is a no-brainer, though. Like I, I talked about it last. I talked about it last season. How we said is if there's any way for the Galaxy to trigger that buyout, that outright buyout earlier than, um, earlier than the 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 the, the loan, they should do that to just try and get a leg up and get everything solidified. Um, I'm not worried about this. I think that DTK is well aware of, of crossing his T's and donning his eyes. A lot of people talked about, um, or, or news came out, uh, last week, I believe that one of the, uh, the Academy up and comers, um, is leaving the galaxy to join, um, a German side. And that this might be DTK's first real blunder. I don't think I, I, I don't, I have yet to see him like fuck something up. So I think I think this is going to be fine. I'm not worried about this in the least. I think that they'll they'll get something going, and if and if for whatever reason Pavon doesn't stay, I have I have a, a you know I, I have a strong feeling that DTK is going to have somebody you know lined up that that's going to do us going to do just as well. Is he worth twenty? Is he? Let's just say that the initial report is correct in twenty million. Is he worth twenty million dollars? What do you think, Bobby? Is he worth twenty million? Oh man! Oh, um, or, or, how about this? What? Where do you value him at? I feel I think, like I just still haven't seen enough yet. We have. A, we. we uh, I don't know. I, I for me, I haven't seen enough to to, to get an estimate on it right now. Yeah, I think I think it's it's rather steep because it's hard to buy a player for twenty million dollars and then feel confident that you're going to sell him on and make a profit. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case for Pavon. Uh, I think where, I mean, if he scores goals like that on a regular basis, then I'd say, yeah, yeah. maybe you can we maybe you can sell him for more than twenty million dollars in a but year. We don't know that's going to happen, but we don't know that that's going to be the case. So like that's the gamble that that the galaxy have to to make, right? For me, for what it's worth, this is an educated guess. This is uh, an assumption. It's not anywhere near official. Obviously, I haven't talked to him, but I have to believe that DTK and Scalotto have every intention of buying Pavon by that deadline. They're probably going to wait till June 30th to do it, but I believe they have every intention to do it. I don't see why you would make this deal knowing that the player would only be there until the middle of the first full season that you have with your quote-unquote team. This is, we talked about this on the Megapod, all but two or three players now are directly coming from these two guys it's only Felcher it's only Kitchen and Los Santos are the only ones that aren't there that weren't brought in or re-signed by DTK and Scalotto so I don't understand why you would have a player knowing because we're barely finding out the details about the contract they've obviously known every detail so they know that okay we have till July 1st to try to decide whether we want this guy or not I don't see why you would say, okay, we only need him until July 1st. And then 
you know, we'll go on and see what happens after that. I, I, I don't see that. I think they have every intention of triggering this option in the summer. There's only a couple ways where I feel that it wouldn't happen. This is why you wait till June 30th. And and I think decide deciding is is an interesting choice of mind. word. I don't think yeah. yeah I don't I don't I think there's a decision to be made. I think that he's made up his mind is what I'm saying. I think that he they are going to trigger this option. There's only a couple ways where I see where they don't. One is if Pavon gets injured. It's it's this is why you wait till June 30th. You wait till June 30th because hey, what if he injures himself before then and it's a long term injury or where he's out for an extended part of the season or maybe even an extended part of like, you know, where he, his, 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 his season is done. So yeah. you want to wait as long as possible to trigger that option. Or if the galaxy offense is mediocre, because for everything that they've done to put this team together as offensive as Caloto is the players that are around this system right now, you know that Pavon is able to to score and to make something out of nothing, create for other people. Katai can do the same thing. You now brought in Chicharito to finish those. You have Lejet, who will most likely be the attacking midfielder. You have Dos Santos. You have a really, really potent offense. If the offense is stagnant and it's mediocre, if it's not in the top three in offensive categories, you're probably looking at what is going on. And if you're a mediocre... If you're middle of the table in your offensive categories, then you might start to say, okay, why keep this guy at whatever it is, 12, 15 million? Yeah, but at that point, who do you bring in? So this is, but this is the contingency plan. The contingency plan for this is actually a really good one. You're, you're going to lose, you're going to open up. If you don't, if you don't trigger the option, you will open up a DP spot. And it's during right smack in the middle of the transfer window. You can pick up anybody you want. If you needed a spark in offense and it wasn't there, then signing Pavon really doesn't make or resi- or triggering the option for Pavon doesn't really make any sense because you're not changing anything within the team. You're saying, okay, let's just stay the course, even though you're kind of underperforming or you're just a mediocre club. Where at least if you're saying, look, I like the guy, but we need to do something. And he opens up a DP spot. We can go out there and get, say, someone else that maybe not as young, but maybe it injects some life. Maybe it maybe, works better. Maybe a player who plays for a team that used to be in Champions League, but is now sanctioned for two it years. Could very well be. It could <laughs> be that. It could be bail. Shit. What if you were, you pull something out of your ass and? You know, find Messi. I mean, it's kind of right. like five five on. You know, that's that's yeah, a no brainer as well. He's promised. He's promised to to Miami though, as as is every other superstar. As is every other superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Neymar, um, Neymar Ronaldo, and Messi are going to be uh, Miami's uh, right. three DPS. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you. I mean, never mind that you couldn't even sign the DPS you wanted <laughs> right now. But, you got Pisado. Yes. Um, but Louis so it, it's a really good. It's a really good contingency plan to have. If you don't pick up the option, I'm like David said, I'm sure DTK has something up his sleeve and it has to be massive. You have to replace the big guy. But again, I just I don't see that happening. I yeah. think they have every intention of picking up this option in the summer. There has to be something drastic that 
for 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 him not to be picked up. And injury. I, I, I is think one if of the, them. the I think the only reason this doesn't go through is, is if some other team comes calling and offers Boca a lot more for for him. But I honestly like the way these guys talk about their life here with the with the team with with the the life in LA. I mean, I can't imagine that it's going to be worth Pavon going to like some you know some like lower division team the only the only team i can see that like really like creating an issue for us is if one of the big clubs comes calling you know manchester well, no. Real, well, you know madrid have, barcelona I, I think well oh, the, the galaxy have that so the galaxy have that option they have first dibs on him so if they were to buy him for say let's just say it's 12 million dollars just to make it conservative number 12 million dollars you buy him for 12 million dollars you finish out at least the rest of the regular season i gotta imagine if you're doing that maybe you are keeping him for at least another year you're giving him something nice now in the process if another team comes in there and says hey we want him for 30 million and a lot of people i think there was a rumor that arsenal once bid 40 million for him so I'm not sure if that's true or if there's, you know, that was inflated or whatnot. Maybe that's agent. But I, if he does well here, I can easily see a big European team paying more than $12 million for Pavon. On the business side, also, this makes sense. He would have to be a bust, a, a complete bust for him not to be valued more than $12 million or sold for more than $12 million to some European club. He's still what, 23 years old? He's still in his prime. 24, he's, I think. I think he, he just turned 24. Okay. He again, he's still in his prime. Yeah. So he's still on the way up. Also, I think it's a good business move. But again, it, it's it's an educated assumption. It's the best I can come up with. I, I don't see why you would make this deal to have a guy just leave in the middle of your season. If you're doing well. If you're at the top of the league, top of the Western Conference, one of among among the uh, one of the league's best offenses, you keep them. One hundred percent, you keep them. But I think the only other way, as far as performance, is that the Galaxy has to be stagnant. He has nothing to do with the defense. So if they're letting in a bunch of goals, I don't think that really matters. It's how <laughs> right. many goals you're scoring. How many goals are you scoring? Are you among the league leaders? Yeah, then you need to keep that going. Defense is something completely different, and I doubt that you're gonna. I wouldn't like to say the word waste, but you wouldn't want to spend a DP spot on a defender. It's yeah. very rare. Uh, not a lot of people are fans of that. I don't mind as long as you get the correct one. Yeah, but well, I mean, uh, there's a big question mark for me. Is is we're gonna we're we're it's looking like we're about to add Alan Franco. Um. And I, the the reports breaking, that I'm seeing, yeah, yeah, yeah. the reports that I'm news. seeing, it's it's not while well, we're not breaking it, but it's out there. Um, out there. Right now, there's a bunch of reports out there saying that the Galaxy have, uh, or Alan Franco wants to come to the Galaxy, and is it Independiente? Independiente. Independiente has agreed to to let him come. I believe the the number that's getting thrown around is 3.5 million for 50% of his rights. My question is, how are we doing this? We have all three DPs. If we're playing, paying 3.5 million, how are we doing this? Because right now, 
there's no mechanism for us to get this player. Like, so, I'm not sure how this is happening right now. From what I'm understanding, I'm not entirely sure if this is entirely true or not. From what I'm understanding, that the transfer fee, if you're paying this for $3.5 million, I mean, you have to extend that $3.5 million along, say, three years. If you're paying three years, $3.5 million, you pay the guy $1.2 or a little under $1.2 for three years. $1.2 million has him under the DPE cap, in which case you can do it. If you want to stretch it out to four or five years, for example, you stretch out even more. You 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 pay him. And I think right now it's for four years, right? I think right now they're saying that's four the years. latest. Yeah, that's the latest rumor that he's there for four years, which would have him under a million dollars a year. So when we signed Joao Pedro, for example, um, it was reported that we had paid like one a million dollar transfer fee for him, right? It was like one point two million. Something and like that, yeah. And so, like that, I believe I thought that all hit the books at the same time. But maybe because there's a a splitsies kind of deal, you know, we're getting fifty percent of his rights. So that means if we sell him, uh, we have to pay Ipendiente fifty percent of 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 that of whatever that is. So uh, if we if we turn around and sell him for let's say, six say let's say six million dollars, Independiente was going to get three million of that, and we would have lost a sum of. Presumably, 500k, which is all not that bad, depending on how we perform and how we did in that three or four year span. Right, right. So anything, so you, in order to break somewhat even, you'd have to sell him for at least eight million dollars. He is a 23, 22, 23 year old, 23, 23 year old center back. So again, he, we're catching him in his prime when he's when we sell him. If it's four years, he'll be 27. Not. Old, but he's on the better side of 30. So yeah. you could still get a profit on him depending on how well he does. So or you or you try and keep him. Or you try and keep him. Which you know but, I'm not I'm not opposed to. I think I you know we'll see how you we'll see how he does when he comes over because making that transition is is not easy for every player. It's not. So um and and we're talking about defenders here. So that guy is gonna get scrutinized more than say Pavon is. Um <clears throat> But, I'm not sure. I, I'm. I don't think we know enough about this guy to to make. Well, at least for me personally, I don't know enough about him as a player to make that type of expectation or assumption. I think but, what you're really going but by. Typically, if we're talking about defenders, we see their mistakes. You yeah, know, it's bit it's, large on on the screen. Right, right, uh, and, right. And and uh, midfielders and and forwards even, you know, yeah, they're they're allowed to make mistakes, and the the amount of mistakes that they make yeah, are the, far outnumber the, the amount of mistakes. It's less defenders. forgiving. It's for sure. It's less forgiving uh, when it comes to defenders. So they're gonna he's gonna be scrutinized a little bit more, I think. Especially considering that he is being brought in to fix a bad defense. So here's the thing: three point five million. If, if the reports are true, three point five million for four years. This is obviously. We'll call it a long-term project. This is a guy that if you're signing him for four years, uh, if we're to believe the reports, you're in here for that, – that's a pretty good amount of time for MLS. That's yeah. something we're like, okay, it's usually two years with an option. But that's also not, not a lot of money. So if he it, comes in and he's really good, that's so cheap. Well, again, $3.5 million. If you're spreading it toward four years, you're going at around – it's under a million dollars a year. You're going probably around a little more than what you play uh, that you what you paid 
Diego Polenta. And obviously yeah. less than what you paid Jorge Shelvik. Uh, here, here is a guy that if you're if you're bringing him in, he's starting. 100% he is going to start. You're not bringing him in for depth. For at that price, for that long a period of time, you didn't bring him in here to sit on the bench. You well, brought him in here to start. Look, if we're talking to center backs and we're talking about guys who need to start, I think he 100% slots into whatever position that people Gonzalez would have slotted into. He is supposed to be playing, I believe, the right center back, which is where Daniel Steris plays. Yeah. But it's I'm sure that you can put both of those in there. You can not really, you know, skip a beat. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that Steris could just play on the left, honestly. Yeah. Or or switch them both out. It, yeah. the, I, honestly I don't really think it matters. Uh, but that that you kind of answer my question. Who does he replace? I would obviously vote for vote for Gonzalez. That seems to me like a no-brainer. But it almost feels like Steris has to continuously prove, prove himself. himself. Yeah, that's that's been that's been what has been the case for him his entire MLS career. It seems. What I love about that is that you are especially on the defense, and it's kind of weird to say since that is your Achilles heel, and that's where you're going to have the most competition is at least in the center back position. You now have, if this deal goes through, you now have four center backs that are vying for a starting position. And when you look at the four, there really is, with the exception of maybe Alan Franco, and that's only because of his salary and the terms of his contract, if we are to believe that those those numbers are true, there is no definitive starter. And any single one of the three or four can replace anybody else. That's actually a really good problem to have, but it also kind of creates that merry-go-round of there is no definitive starter either. I love the competition. I don't like that uh, there may or may not be some consistency to this back line. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see because for me, the, the competition is going to be the key thing is, is getting those guys to compete for those spots. Uh, if Depoy is looking promising, that pushes Terez. And if Franco comes in and, and Gonzalez is wanting to get back into a starting role that pushes him or that pushes Gonzalez, what, you know, either way, I think this is the competition is good, right? That's the yeah. one thing that we, that we were always, that we complained about last week is the lack of depth. So this brings a, a ton of depth to to the Galaxy. Because, yes, people is not a good defender. But you see him and you're like, okay, well, you can use him in a pinch and maybe he won't cost us any points. But if you're if he's the de facto starter, you know for sure he's going to cost us points. I, I see. And that's, that's what I'm saying. That It almost seems that Franco will replace Gonzalez in the starting lineup. I feel that Steris is kind of on a short leash in a way because he's had to prove himself constantly and he's the one making the least amount of money with the exception of Depoy. Right. But I'm also, and like I said, I love the competition and I love the fact that you now have viable options when you have to rotate. You can, like When you have to bring in either for U.S. Open Cup or during the three-game straight, you know, Three game period where you're playing three games in nine or ten days, and you can bring in another guy. I feel that there is now not so big of a hole 
as there was the past couple seasons where, okay, if this guy goes down, who are we going to bring in here? Because for a while, before the whole Alan Franco thing, people were tossing around the idea. I think, David, even you said the same thing. Well, why don't we try Perry Kitchen in center back? Then uh, that wasn't the answer. Well, he played He played in the midfield uh, during the preseason game for a little while. He came in and, uh, you know, things, things kind of fell apart. But uh, I... I don't think I don't want to lay any blame on on Kitchen. I think that the, this preseason game was unfortunate. You know, <clears throat> there were some other things going on. I, I felt that went against the Galaxy in 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 the game. Uh, you know, the the lack of VAR or maybe there was VAR. Apparently, I, I don't I don't know which one it was. Um, but the the second goal that or the second play that led to the or the the play that led to the second goal was definitely offside. Um, you know, I was I watched it happen down the sideline, but you know, whatever. Uh, referees are in midseason form while the Galaxy is still in preseason. Preseason, so we'll we'll see we'll see how it all plays out in the end. Um, I think that if we look forward, do you think that we're we're going to see closer to a first first choice lineup coming up on Saturday? With the exception of maybe Dos Santos, who I think, from what we're Is he still hearing, out? yeah, he 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 reaggravated a groin injury, and there's really no reason to rush him back in um, yeah. ASAP. Yeah, because yeah. It's the beginning of the season. So if yeah. the guy needs a few days, a few games off, to give him a few games off, I'd rather if he have needs him the miss. whole preseason, whatever. Right, no, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about regular season game. If he misses the first, say, two or three regular season games in order for him to play the other 31, I'm all for it. Rather yeah, than I'm going to rush game. him into opening day, have him play three games, I don't think have him re aggravate the injury. Two regular season games. I wouldn't want uh, over two regular season games my, for me, myself. So, Dos Santos uh, has said that he's targeting the opening game against Houston, but apparently he didn't sound sure about it. He said he's that's the target. He's not saying that that's when I'll be back. And he wasn't too apparently he wasn't too confident when he said it. So it looks like more likely maybe the home opener against Vancouver. If not, maybe against Miami the week after. Yeah. But it look which is fine. Like I said, I'd rather have him miss only a couple games and play the rest of the season than the other way around. So um so he probably won't be in the lineup on Saturday. I I gotta figure that you put question in there. Instead, which is why he was in there uh, last Saturday to begin with. Insua was precautionary as far as why he didn't play last Saturday. I think he's supposed to be in this Saturday. And not sure about Saris, to be honest. I, I, I have no idea why he didn't play. But I got to figure that um, he should be in there because he is going to be an opening day starter. As far as Alan Franco, we won't get him till sometime in mid to late March. He's supposed to be there until the Argentine Superliga season ends. It ends on March 8th. So he'll fly in sometime after that when he'll be ready to go. I have no idea. He is a regular starter for them. So being out of shape is not an issue. He should be able to hit the ground running. So not sure when you'll actually see him in the starting lineup, but I fully expect him to be a starter, to be honest. 
Yeah, and I think this is something that we we had talked about. I think even in the in the Megapod where he said that you know some of these guys didn't come in until after the season started. You know, even Zlatan came in in, in at the end of March, and um, some of these other guys, Polenta, I think, came in later. later I want to say, season, po- and- but I thought so too. But then I remember Polenta did that back pass uh, against Chicago. That was our opening game. Oh, you're right. So he was there the entire season. He probably just wasn't there when when preseason kept starting. Yeah, maybe he came in late because yeah, yeah, you're right because he he came in he came in late. Yeah, but I he, came he came in late in, in the preseason. Day, but, but yeah, a few yeah. few days before the regular season. You're right. Um, but either way, I think that's that's still plenty of time, especially in MLS. Like that, there's you know the the season didn't start till what, what is it now, Lewis? July. Uh, I actually think it's being pushed back to mid-August. Ah, well, you know, right after we lose uh, Pavon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll bring in Messi, so you know, MLS, right, yeah. MLS Cup. Messi and Aguero, right? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you think Kevin DeBoer is you know wanting uh, to stick around? Oh, Manchester City. Oh, oh my god! I would. I'll tell you right now, unless unless it is Messi. I take De Bruyne over anybody right now. Yeah, yeah, that would be Oof. insane. Oh my god, I would lose my mind to be honest. <laughs> god, that would be absolutely. Well, we would have absolutely no business <laughs> signing De Bruyne. No, we have no business signing Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, all right, well, all right. It's uh, Galaxy Fantasy Fiction. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During the day, that's crazy, dude. Fantasy <laughs> fiction during the day, I feel so I naughty. <laughs> I know. I'm usually ready to take my pants off, but nope. It's nowhere near ten thirty. Whoa! I hope you don't live near any schools. Jeez. Yeah. Whatever I time. Don't. Whatever time of day it is, and anywhere, anywhere on the planet, I'm ready to take my pants off. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> in your house in the bedroom. <laughs> It's been a it's been a while since we've seen naked Bobby. <laughs> hey, all right. Well, and you know what's on my waist right now? The new Galaxy, uh, like uh, kit. The the pants. Oh, the pants? Yeah, yeah. I love them, dude. Nice. I love them. They're great. I'm actually oh, thinking about bu- I'm actually thinking about, about buying a second pair because I like wearing them so much. I feel like I'm gonna mess one up. <laughs> like you, you need one to wear while you wash the other one. <laughs> yeah, or just keep one because I. Cause I, I I tend to do that sometimes for things that I really like. I like buying two, two of them. So then one I can actually kind of outwear, and then the other one I can kind of still, relatively keep new for a very long time. You know. Yeah. So. So speaking of like new jerseys and kits and whatnot, uh, Bobby, you didn't see this because you didn't watch the game, but no, David, obviously you saw David Bingham's. I saw, I saw oh, the Joker kit. I saw it on the video. Yeah. I saw on the video that we posted up on uh, on Instagram that David shot in in the uh, where was it, Dave? The um, what do you, what do they call it? The Champions Lounge. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I saw the purple and yellow, green. What was it? Green, green. Yeah, like neon green and and purple. Yeah, it yeah, looks it was like very uh, Joker. It was very old it, fashioned Joker colors. It, it looked like animated series Joker to me. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and that's that's where I was going with it. I saw that. I go. Wow, that's odd, but it looks like the Joker jersey, and that's exactly what I was saying. It it, it, it looked like the animated series Joker, so I was so I was all for it. And yeah, if they put that on this, sale, it would sell for sure. This, but this came out of nowhere, and I didn't want to spend 
any more money than I had to, and now I have to spend money on a goalie jersey of all things. But is that one going to be available though? I don't know because like, it's, it's so it's so I hard see, to get all those the the goalie jerseys. You know, I have seen the goalie jerseys before. I've I'm seen not them too. Sure. I've seen them too, but they only like kind of release like one or two colors, and that's it. I'd have to. I'd have to go in there. Because honestly, I, I kind of would want one too. Shit. <laughs> opening day. On opening day, I was fully expecting to buy the the white jersey. The, like I said, I'm going to buy simply because it is a 25th anniversary jersey. So I have to have that in my collection. If you don't have to, if you don't have to wear it throughout the season, I would just say wait till the end of the season when it goes down to 80 bucks. Or no, bucks. I, I kind of want to wear it during the season. Okay, well then that's different. To be honest, yeah. But now with this Joker jersey, I'm like, oh my god! Like I don't, I don't even know if goalie jerseys are more or less expensive, or are they the same? I think they're a little bit more because they're long sleeves. And that's another thing. I wouldn't want a long sleeve, but, but if that's the only option, then so be it. But yeah, apparently there uh, apparently there was also a Barney. It, it was referred to as the Barney jersey. Oh uh, yeah, I never, see it now too. Yeah. I see that too. I would, I would, <laughs> I never thought about that, but actually now, you know. yeah, now I kind of see it way more Barney than Joker. Oh my God. Damn it. You shouldn't never have said that to me. <laughs> no, I don't see, I don't see it. Barney. I don't see Barney it's, at it's, all. It's, 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 the ex, else. Nothing else. it's the exact color purple. Like that's like, it's probably like the exact like number Pantone color. Like it's, yeah. that's the exact purple. <laughs> uh, I, Michelle from Simply Soccer called it uh, the Donatello kit. Because of the the green, the green and purple, so it would have, it would have to be it. the opposite way. The solid yeah. would have to be green, and True. the stripe would have True. to be purple. Yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah, that didn't even cross my mind either. But I, I put that Batman in the mind. So obviously, the Joker was the first thing and only thing I thought yeah. of. But yeah, I told David like Galaxy better not release any more cool things or try to do some apparel line this year because I feel like I've already tapped out on my whole budget for my Galaxy Your Galaxy this, budget this year. For clothing, David, you might know: are the goalie kits more or less less expensive than the regular? Oh, jeez, I don't know. Uh, if, if nothing else, I think they're a little bit more expensive because of the long sleeve. That's what that's what Bobby just said. Yeah, Deja vu. and it and it makes yeah. sense. It really does make sense. So, but we'll see. Yeah, I might have to. All right. Well, have any, to, uh, any more any more things we've got to say? Any, any last words? Um, overall, I think it was a uh, preseason performance. That's what it is. Uh, there's a lot of things that <laughs> needed to be worked on. Which is fine. Um, that sure was preseason. That sure was preseason. Um, I uh, the, the I'll I'll end with this. Uh, again, I know it's preseason, but for a team that was supposed to be extremely offensive, for a coach that's supposed to be extremely offensive, for a coach who has said they're going to have possession of the ball i didn't see that at least not until the second half ironically after the uh you know we were down 10 men but the entire first half for me was extraordinarily frustrating to watch um the fact that we couldn't hold on to the ball or even uh regain possession of the ball was extremely frustrating for me the fact that we allowed a goal uh, with 20 seconds left before halftime was also frustrating for me. It was a first half that I wished I probably hadn't seen, and I had to continue telling myself that it's only preseason. Uh, second half was better. 
and I'm hoping to see that a little bit more going forward, uh, especially in the last preseason game. These are the times where you, you can make the mistakes, but I don't want another season of this Galaxy team not being able to perform for 90 minutes. I don't want to spot a team an entire half before we decide to turn it up and play from behind or whatever. I, I feel that at this point with the players that were brought in and the system that you were trying to build and that's now all almost set in place, you should be past that already. Yeah. yeah. That, that, and, that seems like the GBS way though. Ah, I, I have to go back and look at it. Uh, I don't have that number here, but I want to go back and look at all the games that we won. I think there was 16 games that we won last season. I want to go back and look at those and find out how many of those games did we outpossess the opponent? Because I felt that Probably during like those six, I felt that during the games that we, we did win, we didn't have possession. And if, and the yeah. games that we lost, we had more possession. I got to yep. go back and look at it. But um, yeah, that, that, that shouldn't be correct. But yeah, whatever. David? No, man, that's it. I, I have nothing nothing else to add nothing today to add? other than, uh, you know, looking forward to next week. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to episode 184 with LA as our house. This is David and Lewis. Good night, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. And this is Bobby. Good morning, everybody. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to LA is our house. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls in Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 